Keeping you up to date with all things COVID-19. This is the COVID Report Show. When we look at what's happening, we've had, I think, in the past few weeks since the first case on the 5th of March uh, this month, right? Mm -hmm. The first case was reported then. And I think we had initially just a rush of a a lot of... um, like panic mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, like doubt or keep, uh, or uh, faith in the la- or in or uh, thinking that there's a lack of capabilities mm-hmm. for uh, the government or particularly the Department of Health to do anything to that, like to put in measures that would do but that would be good that is to prevent the spread of this and i think we've slowly moved from kind of the fear mongering and i think last week when uh, last sunday when president cyril ramaphosa did like i was i was in i was in muruleng and Betani in the northwest um the, this past weekend to see my to see my family so um, much for social distancing no That's a lot of social distancing was happening in between seeing my family actually uh, my dad was quite offended at my uh, reluctance to hug or kiss him when we saw each other or when I left but anyway you know like to see like the pick and pay or the stores at home like the supermarkets at home squirt you with uh, hand sanitizer and alcohol rub as you go in to see the meticulous wiping of counters and to see the bottle stores and taverns uh, you know follow uh, the national disaster time limits for when alcohol can be sold and 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 drank publicly i must say that that particular chapter of the story as far as south africa and uh, the out the, the the aftermath of this outbreak has been very very intriguing i've been very very pleasantly surprised by how efficiently and how and how well the the owners of um, establishments like bars and pubs and uh, shabins and and various other outlets that yeah. sell alcohol have have complied to the, the well, restrictions they've complied to the restrictions begrudgingly yes i'll give them that but uh, i think in most cases they have uh they, they have complied and they have gone out of their way to yeah. to to enforce um them complying with these laws and customers have had no choice but to this point of view you know also sitting here like i wear many hats one of them being a media studies lecturer saying like perhaps maybe the government uh was not communicating the reasons why enough you know it was like very instructive i'm saying because i was seeing a lot of people ask like even this weekend with family Mm -hmm. and friends uh like on, on on social media and on like on on whatsapp and all that i kept on having to be like yeah no actually the reason is this and that and for me i think it's very important that um, the communications to why we do certain measures or why certain measures are being put in place are explained thoroughly so that um as, as as the public because not everyone is a health journalist not everyone is a journalist or a doctor or a medical shutting down the schools was one that was very well uh, uh, uh very well well very well welcomed pardon me and, last and very, week very, and very very timely executed i think exactly I think you know very, i think it was a very very timely executed I, I, i'm just considering the fact that i, I believe schools were set to close this um, the past friday anyway yes for the easter break and i think i, I think them that, that that was the one that really made me go okay you know what we are being decisively led here yeah. wow that, that that was but yes please continue and so there was also a lot of critique around you know like the us is saying that uh, no gatherings of more than if i'm if my memory serves me correctly of not more than um, I think it's 10 people and in Canada, Canada it's not more than Africa right like could we afford at that point last week Sunday to say no less than 20 people 
uh, in a room what is the what is the logistical cost of that and what does it mean for the country for the economy for the livelihoods of people what right does it, what does it mean for the regulation of 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 numbers in settings where there's no there's no definite way to control those numbers i'm thinking about taxi ranks exactly uh minimum uh, bare minimum of uh of maximum occupation of a taxi is what 15 16 15 yeah. 15 people yeah. at at maximum in a in a taxi at once but you think about all the lines that form for the taxis that follow and how to how 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 on earth do you go about limiting the numbers within a taxi rank to just 100 mm. i do i do see i do see how there be holes in 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 the understanding in the understanding mm. of that and, and and holes that would need to be plugged now I, th- I think that also I think that also feeds into the general uh, and, and this is just something I've observed for myself the mm. general unevenness of the the information that's being put out there as far as the measures that members regular members of the public need to take to prevent this virus from from hitting them as far as uh i think the most popular one is is the the topic of the masks and the, the gloves yes. and how uh There'll be people, there'll be people you'll walk into. I mean, I walked into um, a shop around the corner from my flat just earlier this afternoon trying yeah. to buy, a, just trying to buy some uh, essentials and he had his mask on. And I, I remember, I remember, I remember just mentioning just from just casually, I was like, you do, you are aware of how um, that mask reportedly doesn't help. Yeah. And his response was, yes, I'm aware, but what else can we do? And sure. I was left. I was left speechless, which is very, very hard to do because I love you the again. Sound of my own <laughs> but yes, I was left speechless. So I think, in as a means to dispel it once and for all, I'm going to employ your health journalist maestro skills thing right now. Your, and I'm going to ask you, <laughs> and I'm going to ask you um, to to help us dispel these things once yeah. and for all. So, what should I do if I? have had close contact with someone who has um, this virus, or if I simply want to prevent myself from contracting the virus. I think before we even start game and talking about what to do if you're in contact, let's let's stick to the mask, you mm. know, issue, because it's, I'll tell you a funny thing that happened. Um, I was doing, I was topping up my groceries this weekend, yeah, yeah. and I get to... Um, very famous supermarket brand. I will we will not, name drop. It's fine. I will not name drop because I do not want Valfem to be sued. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so I get there and like I was, I was actually having quite a bad day in terms of uh, my panic and my anxiety around um, uh, COVID nineteen. Actually, that day, that morning, I was and the day before, I was tweeting about how my anxiety levels were quite high, even though you know I'm being precautious and I'm following everything, but I was in quite a panicked mode. Uh, more than usual and so anyway i'm in the store with my little like shopping cart and then i get to the till and the teller is wearing gloves and i almost lost my mind so the person i was with i had to like tell them to like you need to ask this woman for me to till to to, to, like pass my own things like the beep beep because it's like i'm not letting her with her gloves do that why because um, the World Health Organization, the Department of Health, the National Institute for Communicable Diseases have told us that, you know, like using gloves is not as safe as we think it is for ordinary people. Like unless you're like a medical professional in like in the lab, in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, 
and it is for single use. So this woman, I was number three in line, mm-hmm. and she had been beep beep beeping the whole morning, mm. and she hadn't changed the gloves. And I was just like, I'm sorry to be rude, but you're not going to like. Can I? Can you please not touch my stuff? Because that glove is like. I know you think you're protecting yourself, but. The, all the germs are there If you didn't have the gloves And you're washing your hands more regularly You know That would have been better Than wearing gloves mm-hmm. You know So like That's what health experts That's what a Reputable uh, health professionals Are telling us That gloves are better I mean Hand washing is better Than wearing actually the wearing the gloves And the same thing With the mask If you're healthy You do not need a mask Unless You are treating someone who has been, who has tested positive for the virus, or, or, or is showing symptoms, or you are somebody who's showing symptoms and you're making your way to medical help. You understand? And uh, you can wear a mask, like I said, if you're coughing or sneezing. Masks are only effective uh, when used in a combination with frequent hand cleaning and alcohol. You know, when you wash your hands as well. So it doesn't. I, I saw this video on Twitter. It was in the US, and this guy's wearing a mask on the subway. Mm-hmm. But he is basically caressing the pole. The poles and and the, I'm just like, <laughs> my brother, mm. really, you know? And so I, I think, but though, you know, I was speaking to a few people that I saw wearing masks, and I asked them why. And they're like, it, I feel safer. Mm. And, 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 and this is kind of going back to what I was saying about my own kind of mental health. The issue of mental health and also mm. kind of um, the, 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 the outbreak, you know, and what it does to your mental health. So, yes, you're not necessarily safer for wearing a mask, mm. but or you're not necessarily safe from in getting infected, but you have a sense of feeling safe. Mm. And this is, I think that is a valid feeling for, for people to have. But also the consequences of the safety you're getting, right, is, 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 is quite Detrimental masks are globally. There's shortages of masks and gloves, mm-hmm. right? For health professionals who are at the front lines of fighting the COVID uh, um, pandemic, right? So, I get the anxiety as somebody who had it last week, you know, around this, and who goes into panic mode about um, what to do. Am I washing my hands enough? Like my hands are super, super dry. Like I, I, like I've never had. I have to wash my hands this much. I, I probably wash my hands way too much. Mm. But it's the anxiety, right? Mm. And I'm saying I do understand where people are. I think everyone is a bit panicked and everything. But the bigger picture of how individual actions have such a big, like big ramifications yes. on the greater scheme of the outbreak. So if you're wearing a mask and you don't need a mask, mm. somebody could be somebody could be using that mask. And also the false sense of security or safety that you think you have could be detrimental to your own well-being because you you know the world health, excuse me the World Health Organization says that it's not just the mask that does well it's frequent hand washing and wearing a mask when you need a mask mm-hmm. and you should know how to use it and right mask as well not what we saw last week when the um uh, secretary general of the african national uh, congress um oh, Ace went on to shoot a video mm. looking like bane <laughs> with a dust mask i i used to work in the mines on a public radio station right now there is an ad about hand washing and preventing corona um infection but when 
we our actions speak louder than our words. Why are you know I asked this as well on Twitter is as a journalist, as somebody who's an editor and has to send journalists out, I'm having the back and forth discussion with myself and, and my team about sending people out for stories. Mm-hmm. Why is government still having press briefings? Where's the Zoom link to Mr. Pres- to the president's address tonight? You know, and I know I will give the GCIS, I will give them uh, the benefit of the doubt because they have curbed it to 50. But it's still like at this point in time, why are we still like in terms of how we're doing, you know, like the, 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 the reporting as journalists? Here at Bow FM, there's been stringent measures being put in place. We wiped down the studio, carefully uh, saying, Sir, Your Excellency, this is not the like this is not the way to do it, you know. And so it's not again, like I said at the beginning of the show, you know, it's a collective effort. It is. Everyone needs to play their role. Speaking of, speaking of, in about a little less than half an hour from now, mm-hmm. we are to be addressed by His Excellency President Cyril Ramaphosa. What are you expecting from his address? Yo, I mean, uh, oh, I'm. I'm, I don't. I don't want to be irresponsible and kind of like say things that I'm not sure what I'm expecting. I'm expecting stri- uh, stricter measures being put in place. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Uh, I think that's why it took so long. You know, uh, it was supposed to happen last night, and with this outbreak, that really, really, um, that really, really intrigues me. The, I think intrigues me more, more so than than how I've considered this the effect of this outbreak on other sectors of South African society, but. I mean, we touched on it earlier. the The timely nature with when the timely nature of which, with well, with which, uh, schools were effectively shut down, mm-hmm. and um, children were encouraged to stay home to help curb the spreading of this virus. Now, for the parents of those children, how do they prepare um, their children? How do they arm their children with knowledge about this virus and? Um, and its effects in ways in ways in which uh, because I think I think there's always there's always this um, this consideration when it comes to relaying information important information mm-hmm. to children that you have to be careful with the way in which you you convey it, it mustn't it it, it 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 should it should sound less dictatorial and more more inclusive more more uh, more at the level, more at the level. Yes, mm. thank you very much. So, so for those parents, what do what do how do they go about arming their children with this knowledge? And I'm I'm speaking I'm speaking as someone who's who's probably suspects that if if there's any if there's any minor shifts to the current social um, restrictions being put in place, I do believe that. Um, the schools will be one of the institutions that are that are that are first affected as far as okay if we start to lift for example for just for argument's sake if we start to be a lot a, a little a little more a, a little more accommodating with the social restrictions being put in place then they'll probably say schools are going to be open first and everyone else must stay home and stuff like mm-hmm. that so so in that instance how do the parents what role do the parents play as far as relaying this information to their kids you know uh Kids are monkey see, monkey do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so I think I was, I was actually, um, again, I had a very interesting weekend at home because <laughs> of coronavirus, <laughs> right? <laughs> so my 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 nephew, mm-hmm. he's nine years old, eight, turning nine in September, as he always reminds me. I'm back from outside as mama, as papa, as kuku, as mm-hmm. you know, as rachadi. Uh, wash your hands, you know, and show them, you know, uh, we've put in. At my parents' house, we put um, dry, um, what's this paper towels yes. across the house because it's easier to 
so that we can dispose instead of using towels like we would in a bathroom normally where the gems would stay so now we've put paper towels explaining also to him no the reason we're not using a towel anymore and we're using a paper towel is because gems can stick on the damp towel but if if you use a paper towel and you can throw it away and so for like that's what i would suggest a parents do child line south africa has also been doing the rounds in the media um they've created cartoons mm-hmm. and kind of like animations to help parents and and guys to help parents um, in terms of how to talk to children about COVID-19. And I think it's very important also uh, the language like to speak about. And for me is that children are capable human beings of getting information and we should trust them enough to be, you know, to, and, to, to and learn. Not, and not, under, not underestimate them really. Exactly, not exactly. Un- and talk to them, um, obviously not like adults, but yeah. like really talk to them about important information Absolutely. in a way that is accessible to them. And I think if parents do that and what happens is that when a child, gosh, you know, I was talking, like I talk to a few people uh, every day and uh, I think people are panicked, you know, the idea of what are we going to do? It's almost Easter. Easter is such a big thing for South Africans. Even if you're not religious, like mm. you go home, you go on holiday. What does this mean? And 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 the personal sacrifices that, you know, I'm already starting to weigh up on what it will take for me. What is my responsibility? Not as a journalist, not as a, a teacher or whatever. As a South African, what is my responsibility in ensuring that um, the, the the infection rate what mm. can I do to make sure that the infection rate slows yeah, down yeah, and I think if we the individual actions that can be collective mm. but I think it's also important that um, government puts in rules mm. in order for us to be able to individually act responsible mm. now I, I, I wanna I want your take on this because I I had this I had this discussion with our, our very good friend of mine and of our colleague of ours mr. Siabonga Mota yes. on uh, the pilot edition of this show yes. and uh, we I, I was in discussion with him because he's based in the middle of uh, practically based in the middle of the Joburg CBD, right? He's close to taxi ranks. He's close to all of the hustle and bustle of the inner city, mm-hmm. right? And he had he he had a very, very valuable first-hand insight on the conditions over there in that part of the world that he that he um, could assist me in helping to convey um, for for a listenership on on this platform, this very this very, very beautiful platform of radio that I'm fortunate enough to be able to still uh, work in in these trying times. Mm-hmm. So as, so, so one of the things we covered in our in, in in our engaging with with that side of the world is the apparent the apparent disconnect between between us who are in this what I termed a social bubble, so mm-hmm. to speak, that uh, a, a, a bubble that 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 pertains all this information that we know about how ineffective um, the masks and gloves are, mm-hmm. unless uh, unless you are wearing them for a purpose. How um, the the degrees of social isolation and social distancing can help. Um, can 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 help mm-hmm. uh, curb the spread of the virus, and I, I noted how it's almost as if they live on a separate bubble where life just goes on for them. Life just um, life life just continues as normal business as uh, usual in that part of the in that part of the world. It's congested. It's it's borderline unhygienic, and 
it appears uh, it appears that most of it is just down to the fact that yeah. a lot of those people aren't in this or, or aren't in a position to actively engage with social yeah. media and arm themselves with this information or maybe they don't watch the news as often as we do and as such they don't they aren't as they might not be as clued up on all of these issues as we appear to be within this bubble of ours so 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 then so I asked him and and I was very very fascinated by his take on it and I'd, I'm equally as fascinated in your take on this mm. as to how do we bridge that gap how do we how do we go down i just just off the top of my head in a hypothetical scenario going down to pre taxi rank mm-hmm. and and arming all of the people down there who might be aloof to this entire situation about the the, the seriousness of the situation we're in and the measures that they can take to help um curb it and slow it down how, how do we go about bridging that gap i think you know First, for me, it would be to not underestimate that people understand, right? Mm. So ask ourselves, the question that we need to, before trying to bridge the gap, Mm. I think the question that we need to ask ourselves is, why are people still, quote-unquote, going on like it's normal? Mm. Poverty, inequality, knowing that you have to feed your, you you know, you have to feed your family, Mm. knowing that if you don't go to work, if you don't go clean that house, if you don't get onto that packed train, if you do not uh, get into that taxi if to you go don't get be, where you need yes, to be. if you don't go into that packed um, call center mm. that is breaking the rule of 100 people or there's no social distancing, you're not going to get paid, you're not going to eat. It is the inequality that forces people and not necessarily the lack of knowledge, mm. you know. I don't think like, um, for instance, even my mother who I would say, my like we, we, we live a comfortable life, uh-huh. right? But my mother, like she's like, I can't not just go to work. Uh. Or right now, there are people who are always in my DMs or calling me saying, hey, there's been a case, like I, I've, I've been told to come to work regardless. Mm. There are environments, um, there are working environments that don't care uh, um, or that have not even started telling people to work remotely. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and you are here working, but we are working in an environment that has been made safe for yes, us. Yes, As yes. employers are required by the law you know um when we look at the what the labor law says employers have to ensure that employees have a safe environment to work in right and so it becomes quite tricky when we talk about like the cbd where there is informal businesses but people need to eat people need to eat people need to uh, survive and that's why they will risk infection to to provide for their families you know and it it's almost kind of like counterintuitive to the in the thing that they're trying to do which is protect their families by feeding them and just going out there but what else must be done you know um what else must be done if you're told to come to work regardless of the spread of the 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 the, the, the virus what what else what else can be done and and and, and i think i think that's where that that's where I think, uh, and and that's why I think I can relate with a lot of um, a lot a lot of citizens who 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 may who, for whatever reason may be may still be trying to come to grips with mm. with the with the very very sharp shift in reality for for most of us. And I'm I am referring to those whose whose <coughs> excuse me whose uh, work conditions may may for for in whatever way been compromised by the outbreak of of uh of this virus the the gig cancellations mm-hmm. the gig postponements mm-hmm. the the shifts in office hours the 
the instances where some are some are told um no it's fine stay home re- uh, work from home work remotely and those and and those among the working populace who don't have that luxury yes. haven't been afforded that luxury so so i i i i can relate to i can i can relate to the 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 struggle to come to terms i can relate to the 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 battle to get to grips with the sh- the sharp yes. shift in reality having said all that i do think I do think that, um, and 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 again, this might be this this might just be plain um, optimism out of defiance. Mm-hmm. But somehow, I still remain I still remain with, I still remain with a small glimmer of hope that that we'll that that we'll that we'll get through this. We will we, we will emerge from the other side of this of this dark tunnel that we're all in. My my wonder though is whether or not we will be we we, we will be permanently affected by by. How, how we've dealt with this outbreak and I'm talking about um, whether or not this the, the, us emerging on the other side of this outbreak is going to inform a, a, a different way of, of living life mm. from that point onwards or, or are things just going to go back to normal are people going to go right back to convening in large numbers at, par, at, at uh, clubs and pubs and bars and restaurants are people just going to go right back to um, working in the in the conventional method versus the very very creative ways that they've gone about um, doing um, doing their work now and I'm talking about the the, the the DJs and entertainers who have parties from their from the privacy of their own homes where they where they technically defy the laws of social distancing, but that's not. Yeah. A, that's you not, know, we're not going to. Yeah. We're not going to be yeah. disciplinarians yeah. like that right now. In this instance, at the very least. Yes. But I, so, so, so that's where my interest currently lies. When, when, and I do say when, out of defiant optimism. <laughs> but when we get through this, mm-hmm. will this have a lasting impact, or will things just go right back to normal? I mean, everything has a lasting impact. I know I'm going to sound so woo right now and so philosophical, but I think everything has an impact. Mm. I think uh, we, uh, the you know, we've been talking or we've been hearing in 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 the media, and we as media practitioners have been talking, excuse me, about like the effects on the economy, you know, on people's lives, on how people interact with their children. And on the education system, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm a lecturer at WITS and I saw an email today about us starting to think, having to have meetings about potentially lecturing online mm-hmm. uh, if this goes on, you know. And so the effects will be felt for a long time as as anything this of this magnitude would have an effect on, on social life, on our life in general. So... I think it will take a while for normalcy or back to normal or a new normal even game, you know, like maybe we're not even talking about the fact that they will be back to normal. It will be a new normal that we will be in. So nothing is certain. And this is what happens with uh, epidemics and pandemics rather, because the World Health Organization did declare this a pandemic is that it things change every day. And and I think for me is that we as media practitioners um, and and the people that disseminate information to the public, we need to like make people understand, you know, that this is the uncertainty, the changes is part of normalizing something, mm-hmm. like Absolutely. normalizing normality mm-hmm. or, or whatever it can be at an at a later stage. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for 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 doing this with me, Kwanzaa. It's so nice. I feel I feel. I feel empowered. I feel so. I, I feel so enriched with with valuable insight and valuable information right now. 
I'm so and happy think, to hear that. And I think I think this is this is only this is only serving to enhance this small glimmer of optimism that I have <laughs> that uh, we that we will get through this dark tunnel together. And Before we go, the COVID report show, Bust. busting the myths, Monday to Thursday, six to seven p.m. This is the COVID report show. I just thought it would be very very beneficial to share this with you. So, if you experience any of uh, any any symptoms. Or if you feel yourself starting to experience any symptoms Or you feel you may have been exposed to a person Who may have tested positive for the virus I urge you wholeheartedly to call the hotline 0800-029-999 That is 0800-029-999 For more info, without using any of your data You can also visit the website www.sacoronavirus That's all one word .co that is www.sacoronavirus.co.za I remind you to wash your hands regularly I remind you to cover your mouth and uh, your nose with your elbow or a tissue whenever you cough or sneeze I remind you to clean your hands with alcohol-based hand scrub or wash and use sanitizer and I remind you to encourage others to obey the restrictions that are putting, that are put in place stay at home Keeping you up to date with all things COVID-19. This is the COVID Report Show.